Hello, listener. Feel free to skip this episode if at any point you feel uncomfortable with these topics. No hard feelings. Yeah. I gotta join in on hold up. Hello, hello everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Share Club Pod. Um, for those of you uh, who are watching this, notice that Gio is not with me today. So um, we're trying this out where to see if we can like hold the fort one person at a time if anything ever happens uh, where one of us can't like join. So today um, I am going to be here with our guest, Dani, uh, who is going to introduce herself in a little bit. But if it's the first time you're listening to this uh, podcast, uh, you're here to listen to Share Club Pod, where we talk about movies, TV series, slash um, anime most of the time, which is today's episode, um, music, and everything that's lit. So literature ha 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 that's ha, a joke ha. i like that <laughs> um so uh for dani dani this is the first time dani comes in as a guest that for season this is season two now um and uh, so because Dani's new here and everything tell us a little bit about yourself dani who are you what made you come here what's what's up how's your life usually like what we do is like for the first like 10 minutes or so we're kind of just mm. like talking about random stuff and then we go into the into the topic so bueno okay well i'm daniela i also go by dani i was michelle's roommate for my last year of undergrad and her first year for grad school um, but we met through my sister who they were co-workers at an old law firm so um, we were just like hey i need a roommate for my senior year michelle's like cool i'm going to that university for uh, my phd PhD. So that's why we started living together and it actually ended up working out really well, you know, so, um, but so what did I do for undergrad? I got a wildlife and degree fishery, uh, degree in wildlife and fishery sciences, but what do I do with it? I'm actually working as a vet tech now at a, a vet clinic in San Antonio. So I've started in June. So now I've been there for three months and it's been a little crazy, but I mean, like granted, we're also you know, just working in healthcare in general during a pandemic has just been super crazy. But I recommended Golden Camway for today because I really enjoyed it and I wanted someone to watch it with and to nerd out, nerd out about it because unfortunately it's not as popular compared to like all the other Shonen titles that came out. So, yeah. And actually, so before we even thought about Golden Camway, like, because mm -hmm. Dani was actually when, when she and I were roommates, I hadn't started the podcast yet. So Dani was one of the first people that was like sitting with me in the couch in the living room watching anime, like whenever we were watching. I think I mentioned you, Dani, whenever we mm -hmm. were talking about about um, uh, the second the second episode of the Share Club Pod of uh, what is it the one about why am I forgetting my episodes Oh my goodness it hasn't been that long <laughs> uh, shit it's uh, oh my god that Netflix series about the the girl <laughs> why am I forgetting my my not my not Violet Evergarden Violet it? yes it was yeah, Violet okay. Evergarden see I'm sorry yeah, y'all yeah. I'm I'm like my mind is all over the place but yes so the second episode of the Share Club Pod for Violet Evergarden Dani was sitting with me in the living room watching like um uh, the extra episodes and stuff so that mm -hmm. was 
uh, all the extra movies and whatnot. And Gio was on Discord on the computer and stuff. So it was really cool that I got to start sharing all of this and uh, with Danny. And then Danny was the one that said, like, oh, have you seen Golden Camoy? If you guys ever do an episode on Golden Camoy, I want to be in it. Let me know. <laughs> Let me know. So uh, technically, Danny is the first guest ever invited here. She just uh, happened to uh, join us until season two. But technically speaking, Danny was the first like one to sign up to to be a guest and share club pod. So we finally get to have her. Uh, we're so excited. Oh, well, uh, Gio says that he's going to listen to this episode anyway. So uh, he's going to he's going to uh, join in the fun. Um, like I said, unfortunately, he's not here today, but mm -hmm. um, when you come back, Danny, like he's definitely gonna be here. Y'all let me know for what other series, because I've been binge watching really crappy shows on Netflix, so oh. I need like new shows to watch. Yes. Okay. Well, Nick, well, for season two, we have like a few. Uh, we kind of have have a, a few more um, people already signed up. So technically, mm -hmm. for season three, we're done. But for season four, well, I mean, sorry. For season two, we're done. For season three, we'll bring you back if you want. Uh, we'll just yes. have a list of all the anime uh, that we're kind of looking in. I mean, we're trying not to keep everything just on anime just because, you know, we want to tell people that we also watch other stuff. I started, mm -hmm. uh, like, actually in one of the lists, I, I picked a Korean drama, spoiler, for future episodes we're gonna watch a korean drama uh because i really wanted to watch a korean drama for i don't think i've ever seen a korean one i think the the only one that i know of was boys over flowers that was like a pretty popular one for korean uh dramas at least that i knew right that i've never watched one and mm -hmm. i knew and then i remembered the name for one of them so yeah, there's a bunch of uh, of them on on Netflix, and there's really short ones too. Oh my god, I'm I'm gonna uh, I mean, cause I know you're probably really busy and and stuff, but I always say that the short Korean dramas are the ones that hurt the most because they're just like they throw all this information at you and stuff, and you're like first you're really happy smiling here and then you're crying and then you're like all happy again and then you're sobbing yourself <laughs> again towards the end because it's so beautiful um but uh, apart from that like i just i really want to get into talking about golden kamoi so let me usually what we do is um uh, we talk about uh we do like a little wikipedia uh readout of uh golden kamoi so here it goes um Golden Kamoi is a Japanese, uh, oh, well, this is the manga series. No, where are you, anime? Why aren't you here? Wikipedia, you're letting me down. Golden Kamoi anime. Wiki, where are you? I, this is how you know, guys, that I'm not um, prepared for this. I just literally finished watching uh, the anime. So, okay, here it is. Uh, Golden Kamoi, the anime television series adaptation produced by General Studios, is directed by uh, Hitoshi Namna, written uh, by yeah. Noburu Tagaki, with uh, music by Kenjiro, art director. Hey, this is none of the story. Here it is. The anime <laughs> was announced in July 2017 in Weekly Shonen Jump, uh, Weekly Young Jump and aired in 12 episodes starting from April 9 to June 25, 2018 on Tokyo MX, uh, YTV, STV, and, and BS11. Uh, Golden Doga K 
Kekijo. I'm guessing that's the the Japanese name. I'm pretty sure I just butchered out that. A series of 25-second animated short based on extras included. What? I'm definitely reading the wrong thing. Uh, <laughs> I am... Okay, let's see. Yeah, definitely reading this. I'm just going to read the manga uh, story, like, I guess, short thing here. But the point is, is that this is a Japanese anime. Um, the story follows Asaichi Sugimoto, um, a veteran of the early 20th century Russo-Japanese War, and his request to find a huge for a fortune of gold of the Ainu people, held by a young Ainu girl named As Asiripa. The Ainu language in the story is supervised by uh, Hiroshi Nakagawa and Aino language linguist from Chibi University. Um, so basically, this whole anime, like um, Dani has said, didn't get that much of an attention when it first came out. Like this came out in 2018, like, yeah. 2017. Um, I didn't hear about it until 2020 <laughs> when Dani mm -hmm. told me about it. But I think what was it? It already had like two seasons, three seasons out. Yeah. It had three openings, but I think it was technically two seasons, right? That, like, two separate air days. But, yeah, it had, like, basically... I know, like, it's incorrect, but as soon as it has a new opening, I call it a season. Right? You know, this, um, this this first season or whatever had three openings. So, it feels... And it was 36 episodes, so it did really did feel like probably mm -hmm. three seasons. But um, that's, I guess, the, the super... A shitty version of me reading a Wikipedia page, but tell us, Dani, tell us uh, what made you uh, decide Golden Camoy, like maybe anything you want to tell us about it, and then we can get uh, to discussing it a little bit or like asking each other questions about what we thought and stuff. So, yeah, so what ended up happening, so um, my ex boyfriend, um, he was watching it when we were still together. I think we, I the first episode I saw of him watching it was like towards the last part of the series so like the last part of the like episode like 30 something right and then i it was like um without going into spoilers but like the circus episode no you can't oh wait you you can go in the spoilers this is a spoiler okay. like this is why okay. we watch all of like, it so we can talk yeah, we about watched it all of it so. yeah we watched all of it whoever's listening here already knows we spoil the shit out of everything <laughs> and so i mean if you're hearing this and you haven't watched it and you don't want to hear spoilers then i guess uh you should pause I've it right now <laughs> yeah or you know you can keep listening and find yeah. and debate if you actually want to invest your time seeing about the series right Mm -hmm. um, so he was technically watching the circus episode where they're trying to like get attention. And I thought it was so funny. So then I was just like, okay, like what was the name of that show, right? So then I was like, oh, okay. And I started watching it and I was just like, wow, I actually really like this. I What I liked about this show, because um, it kind of, I started watching it at the same time that Jujutsu Kaisen, um, Fire Force, like uh, the other like popular shonen titles that came out. And what I liked about this one was that it was different in the sense that it wasn't so supernatural or that the characters were actually like believable characters. Like you can tell they were like people that could be from real life. Right. I think one of them, the um, the samurai is based off of the real person. Oh, yeah. You told me a little bit about. about yeah, that, he's the only one that I know of that he's based off of a real person. And it's and then also what I like about it, too 
um, is that it takes place like after the uh, Japan Russo War. And I think it's actually like really ballsies for a Japanese anime to kind of like openly kind of criticize the J- Japanese imperialism of that time. Because I also really like to like, and it was like briefly that they were talking about it, but they're like, oh, you know, like, uh, I, oh, when it was uh, Sugimoto's best friend before he died, dies, right? And he's just like, oh, like, I want you to take my wife to America so she can get her eyes fixed before things with America gets bad. Because at that time, that's when Japan was already starting to be the imperialist uh, colonizing power that they were right before World War II, right, to the rest of Asia. So I think it's like, I like that it was like based off of real things and it just wasn't a fantasy. Like it's still a historical fiction, right? But, and then same thing, um, what I liked about it too, as we started watching, as I was watching the series, like the Anu people, you know, that they actually had people working from the university trying to make sure that they were representing the na- the indigenous communities in a way where it's not like how here in the U.S. where a lot of media represents them as like the mystical, whimsical, nature-loving indigenous people. And if you don't know what that is, think of how they did Pocahontas in the Disney movie. Oh, yeah. We had a whole conversation watching Pocahontas. All of us just talking shit about, oh, like all of us that's in our other uh our past roommate too because uh, Danny and I lived with another another friend of ours so we were watching Pocahontas and we were also talking about how they mystify Native Americans um with like Pocahontas as an example but yeah definitely like I was I I was just sending um a voice message earlier to Danny and I was like there's so much information coming out at the end oh my god but that like towards the end though I feel like they they made a lot of like really powerful um like discussions about minoritized communities and mm-hmm. and like the importance of like saving one's culture because they there was even that one part that like really struck me or that I was like dang that was deep when uh um Wilk yeah, Wilk, uh, Wilk, yeah. Wilk, Wilk uh, Asiripa's dad was saying like, how long did it took for the uh, for the basically the Native Americans to lose to the white people to the white men? Yeah, like, and I was like, oh my God, you, like, you're you're right. Like, it's sadly, sadly, uh, the way and I mean how we see history uh, play played out you know till today there's native americans are still trying to fight for their for their people for their culture for their gods everything and mm-hmm. uh it's stuff that we're actually talking about like in one of my history courses that i'm taking currently and mm-hmm. it's it's super important and things that just get silenced like the voices that get silenced and and i feel that like you're saying this this anime really represented a lot of like it is a, a fiction but it represents a lot of like historical importance i feel like mm-hmm. talking about these cultures and and i and that's why i really liked uh golden Kamoy too because it was very informative in a way as well like i don't know whatever anybody wants to tell me but i learn about something in anime all the time like you cannot mm-hmm. tell me you don't learn anything on like watching anime and I didn't know any of this was true until Dani told me about it. I was just watching it because she had recommended it. And then mm-hmm. he's like, oh, you want to watch an episode of Golden Camelot? And then we'd sit while I'm yeah. watching another episode. Um, so, yeah, it's it's uh, 
it's definitely like such a great great anime so it covers history it covers action like real mm. people like in some some of the characters like real stories but the thing that kind of like gets you too is the food yeah the food it, is represented so tell us that like what do you I, like everything you told me about the food stuff yeah um so my ex-boyfriend and i when we were watching the episodes once when i started watching it we were both like you know this is kind of like the same way how food wars kind of like talks about their food like not to the point that it's like super hyper sexualized because i know that's like the point of food wars that they're making fun of it right but we just thought it was really funny too that uh there's such a big importance about the food in the episodes and it's like super cool because also kind of like same thing that we were saying that they were uh, purposely making sure that they were doing things like as accurate as possible when it comes to like the indigenous communities foods because that's also like another thing where you kind of realize too, um, just kind of like in general that a lot of, from what my understanding is that they, like uh, at least the Anu people, they kind of eat a lot of their food raw. But I guess that's something kind of like common if, for people that live closer to like the poles that you might eat your food raw because you know, like it's cold and refrigerated and safe to eat and everything. So yeah, the food also looks so good. I would totally eat it. I don't know about the brains though, but maybe that's just because like here in the West, like we don't eat everything about the animal, but I don't know about the brains. Maybe not on that one. Asiripa was just like super, super uh, obsessed with eating animal brains, like all the time. <laughs> mm -hmm. I guess, I guess um, for us that we live in the West, right? That we don't eat every part of the animal. Like we think it might be weird, but I mean, like maybe it's like, kind of like the same way how people are like, oh, I love eating pierna all the time. I love eating the legs and stuff like that. Yeah, but, or like tongue in Mexico, like, like mm -hmm. when you do that stew with cow tongue or like, um, what is it with, um, why am I forgetting my words? I mean, uh, tripas, like intestines. Tripas. Oh, yeah. yeah. By the way, y'all, like if I start speaking Spanish here, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, apolo sorry, not sorry, because Danny's here and me va valer madre and I'm going to start speaking Spanish. <laughs> it happens, you know, so it's all good. So sí. we'll try to translate if we remember, but nee, sorry in advance. <laughs> this, is, this is a, like, this is a free space uh, we get to. Uh, I was actually thinking about this earlier when I was driving, um, mm -hmm. uh, coming back because I got a COVID test. I'm trying to get, like, to have it of getting COVID tested every two yeah. weeks or something. Um and so today when I was coming back, I was just going to say, I'm going to tell everybody and I'm going to put it in the show notes and stuff saying like, I'm going to start speaking Spanish, y'all, because Dani's here and I feel like more comfortable. Like, si se me olvida una palabra, I'll simply just start speaking Spanish. So it happens. Which like a little tangent, right? I know like this, this isn't about Colton Camoy, but at my job. No importa, you say, you say you whatever. Know, it's, this part, at my it's job, I'm like one of the few like not one of the few but i guess because like my spanish i can kind of um, i can carry more of a conversation and answer like more of the technical questions i get asked all the time like hey there's a client on th on this line they need to ask you a question or whatever so i'm there having to translate for like the vets or for like reception and sometimes you know they'll look at me and they're like oh you know i'm the technician i'm like a nurse right 
and I'm there, you know, like talking to the clients and they think I'm the doctor and start asking me all these medical questions. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's a question for the doctor, not for me. Sorry. Um, so that's also been kind of interesting that I'm just like, oh, so like being like being bilingual is actually a perk in that regard. Right. Yeah. It's it's a like people, people, unless they leave the. Oh, bueno, de hecho, es parte de mi, like, some of my research and stuff where, like, I'm trying to see if people, um, if people think Spanish is a skill, uh, or, like, that people believe it's a skill once they leave the valley or, like, leave mm -hmm. an area that speak, that a lot of people speak Spanish because it's not, like, as, like, I guess, used in a way or, like, recognized Because it's kind of uh -huh. like, oh, everybody speaks Spanish. So, I mean, the likelihood that I'll get a job for being bilingual is not, like, as high because there's so many other people that speak Spanish. Whereas, mm -hmm. like, if you leave that those areas that don't have as many people that speak, like, a second language, then you're more likely to be seen as, like, oh, an extra skill. So, yeah. muy bien por ti. Have them raise, yeah. give your raise. Just well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, we'll see, right? Because actually, we did get a bonus because we Ooh. like hit our cord or like uh, markers. So I did get an extra in my paycheck for next week. So yay! I was looking at the pictures you were yeah. posting of of puppies. They were so cute. Yeah, I. So I think about my job, right? You know, where like I like the medicine, maybe because like I wanted, I would like to think I would be a vet at one point, like be the doctor, not just the nurse. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, like the puppies are kind of rare. You see like puppies every now and then you mostly see like all the older dogs and the senior dogs are actually really fun to work with because you know, they, they don't care. They're like, okay, you need to pull on my arms to like get samples. That's fine. So. <laughs> and then I'm still terrified of cats though, but that's just because like I didn't grow up with cats, Makes you sense. know, so I'm just kind of like super nervous around them, but like most of them don't care either. Mm. They're just like, get me in and out, please. So. Yeah, I, I mean, it just, it depends, like you said, because you're, com since you're uh, more comfortable with dogs since you grew up. Oh, I mean, I know, super sidetrack. How, how are your pets? How are your okay, dogs so if for the people that are watching, um, sorry, wrong way. So that blue fan in the back is actually for my axolotl. Um, so he lives there. I'd show you all him, but he's probably hiding because I have the lights on. Um, but I have two beagles. I have Max, which is my 12-year-old boy. And then I have Troya, which is turning 12 at the end of this month. And unfortunately, Troya got diagnosed with cancer earlier this year. So we've just been kind of managing her case. But I mean, like, we think she's doing progress, you know. Um, so uh, her chemotherapy, the one that she's on now, it's like the more aggressive one because the first one didn't really work. But um, we did her labs of just kind of see if it's affecting her. And she's doing, like, pretty well, you know. We just have to give her, like, extra supplements for, like, her bad days. But other than that, like, she got diagnosed back in March, and it's September, so six months. And she has liver cancer, and that's the one that kind of, like, deteriorates them the fastest. So they're actually kind of surprised. They're like, oh, like, she's turning 12, and she's been living six months with cancer. So. Dang. Troya's fighting. Yeah, she's a fighter. I actually had to take her to work with me earlier so we can, like, you know, do routine yeah. labs on her. And she was upset, obviously. She was just, like, <laughs> ha like barking her head off in the back while I was working. But, I mean, like, it is what it is. She's a good kid. 
Yes. Oh, I'm so happy. Super sidetracked. But it's because, like I told you, I haven't talked to Dani in the, in some time. So we're kind of catching up at the same time as talking about Golden Cowboy. Uh, but where were we? We're talking about the food. We're talking about languages. We're talking about uh, the yes. food and the we're show. We're talking about languages. And, and one thing that I noticed a lot about, because, um, well, after we talk, finish talking about this language thing, I was I was thinking that we could go like by three parts, I guess, as like the first how I guess the first season is separated into those three parts. Um, yeah. And then kind of like, I guess, go through it a little bit um, towards the end. And and then I mean, I don't know. I forgot to tell you that if you wanted to come up with questions to talk about, if we uh, somehow like run out of things to say but i don't think we will <laughs> we probably not some, probably not um but the thing about the languages which does have something to do with golden camoy mm -hmm. is the use of so many languages in this anime like yeah they use like every episode uh, oh well like more towards the end of of the series oh well, sorry of the a season they start speaking they're russian they're speaking yeah. russian they're speaking japanese they're speaking uh what's it called um, they do a little bit of french and then plus mm -hmm. like all the inu uh like languages that they yeah. that they speak of and so it's like you're constantly like if you're reading the subtitles for Japanese, then suddenly you start seeing Japanese subtitles for every other language that comes up. Which, like, when I was watching, like, the last part, I was using my web browser and on Crunchyroll because that's where I was watching it. You know how it has, like, the option, too, where it has, like, the Russian dub or, like, um, you know, all the other dubs. And I was just like, I wonder how it works in the Russian dub, you know? Like I don't know, I just thought that was that was just a thought. Did you click but... on it or you didn't? You didn't. No, I didn't. I was too immersed <laughs> in the episodes, but I saw it. It was like available in Russian. I'm like, I wonder how that works. So I should have to see how that worked out. Maybe, but... maybe one of these days we'll just kind of like click on it and see and see how it sounds. So I, mm -hmm. I've always been curious to because there's also those like. Um, anime that speak a little bit of English and like how does mm -hmm. that sound like how, how do they change do they change the story oh like do they change what they're saying like the dialogues or does it stay the same or they just act like they're saying something different even though they're talking they're speaking in the same language yeah that's a good point yeah that's a good point because obviously even though like even you and I that we grew up watching Spanish and English and English TV like they can try to directly translate as much as they can but sometimes like it just changes because like there's not a direct translation for it so mm -hmm. and and a lot of and, and a lot of that happened whenever they were trying to translate anime in the 90s for in spanish and in english where they completely mm -hmm. changed the dialogue of a lot of anime because they didn't they didn't want to like i guess they either didn't know, like, they didn't follow direct translation or they did and just messed it up or changed stories completely because they didn't, they didn't like the type of story or they thought yeah. it wouldn't sell or whatever. But, hey, thankfully, I feel that nowadays anime is kind of, like, they've done a better job at translating. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe, who knows? Like, I'll, I'll probably one of these things just click on it out of curiosity and see how it how it like how it works yeah how it works but yes so everybody we're gonna talk from the beginning a little bit from the beginning from golden camoy um and so at the beginning um 
we see super gory first episode super so that's gory. just like a content warning this show does not fuck around when it comes to the first episode and you know there's a couple episodes too that it gets pretty gory too um but it's not as extreme as the first episode i would only say maybe like one episode it gets just as bad like the prison break one yes yes the but first break. episode there's just a lot of blood so like if that kind of upsets y'all maybe i don't want to say like skip the first episode because it does a lot of like character building and story building but be aware that there's a lot of gore well let let me tell you Dani. i've had i mean you probably haven't have you seen japan sinks 2020 i was watching the first episode <laughs> and i remember me and my ex-boyfriend we were together for three years so we watched a lot of tv together right um we were just like you know Maybe we're not going to finish watching this, you know, because we 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 knew it was about the earthquake, you know, like we knew it was right. But we were kind of like in the mood for more of a casual show because I think we actually had finished watching Golden Cowboy, you know, so we were just like, ah, let's kind of watch something a little bit more casual. Right. And then we saw that we're like, uh, maybe not. But so I remember the first it. episode. I haven't Wait. finished it. I do oh, remember God. the first episode. Because we do have an episode, like, uh, we do have an episode on, on uh, Japan Sinks 2020, um, mm -hmm. which is actually the second the second episode of, of season two. Um, and so I feel like maybe after watching Japan Sinks, uh, like, I desensitized myself yeah. <laughs> when I was watching all this because I didn't really notice all the gore anymore as much as when I first started watching it. Um, uh -huh. Because basically, uh, so I watched like half I, of the 36 episodes when I was still living with Dani and then I watched the other half like this past week um, because busy life, school, yeah. everything. Um, and so at the beginning, yeah, it's just like a because this is based on uh oh, well after the japanese the japan Russian, Russo war thing. yeah japan russo war so you the first the first couple of scenes you see uh sugimoto just like head on covered in blood killing and people stabbing it's gunshots everything and, and you're kind mm -hmm. of like whoa okay this is this is the sort of yeah. anime this is but like I said, eventually it just becomes like just so part of the story. You don't yeah. really you you it it's not like gory, scary, sad type of deal. It's kind of like mm -hmm. they make fun of the gore, or well, at least like the fighting scenes and stuff more towards. Yeah, them. and I think that's also like another thing too, because like I said, I was kind of watching this like on the tail end of Jujutsu Kaisen and a Fire Force and a couple other like popular shonen at that time. I, what I enjoy about this show is that they legitimately suffer real injuries because I feel this is just a critique in general for Shonen. Like I'm not like shitting on, you know, like specifically like Jujutsu Kaisen or anything like that. Right. But I feel like a lot of Shonen, they'll have them go through these horrific injuries and then they just somehow get miraculously healed and they're completely and they're like 110 better, you know. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so kind of what Michelle was saying the first, like, I think it's like the first, like, three minutes, mm -hmm. right? It, they show you that, oh, like, why Sugimoto gets the nickname of Sugimoto the Immortal? Because this dude just does not die, right? Yeah, and, and throughout the whole anime, I feel like out of all the characters, the only person that you might say, okay, yeah, this shit's fictional is because of Sugimoto. Like, but... Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> besides Sugimoto, like everything else, everybody else seems like to be living a normal life. <laughs> yeah, for the most part, right? Because um, I'm trying to think of like who else has like really horrific injuries, and I, the only person I can think of is Wilk, yeah. uh, Arispa's dad, and then Kiro Ranke, and then uh, Tsugaka. The one with the crazy ass sideburns. Oh yes, yes, yes. Because he, because like his character introduction is that he gets like stabbed in the leg or, mm-hmm. or something like that, you know. So that's the only other thing I can think of. But yeah, Sugimoto that and and uh, Tosh- Toshiro is that like no, it's a lieutenant. Ah uh, uh, yeah yeah, uh, Tuskima. Yeah, Tuskima yeah 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 yeah. The like guy that, that has yeah. the same voice as as uh, the Joker. Yeah. The no, Joker. no 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 not, not the Joker. No no like the Joker. No, yeah. I'm I'm talking about um. Oh my God! Why why am I forgetting Furby Sage? I'm trying to think of the number. Ah, Jiraiya, Jiraiya, Jiraiya. Jiraiya, yes. Jiraiya's, like, voice actor. And, like, I can't, like, as soon as I heard the voice, I was like, that's Jiraiya, oh, my God. Yeah. The voice <laughs> I actually recognized was Ogata, which is, Ogata? like, the sniper. Like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, too. he's, like, I don't want to say he's a villain, but he's definitely, like, not. He is a man of his own volition. Mm-hmm. Um, He has the same voice actor in the Japanese dub for Joker from Fire Force. Oh. So, and then also, um, he's been really popular recently too. Kind of like you know, voice acting the same type of characters. So I was just like, <gasps> mm-hmm. which I think Ogata is really cool too as a character. Yeah, he's it, like, I I think. Um, oh well, I guess we're gonna just, you know what? Fuck having a, a ske- like a, a way to organize this thing. This this um podcast never works well with organization so we just have a like a time and then let's just keep talking about it i guess we could just go by by characters i mean i i really like i that i don't know if it's because it was separated i guess by the seasons or or whatnot by the openings yeah, yeah by the openings as um but I feel like more towards the end how we're saying like has a lot of information because at the mm. beginning so uh, like we said at the beginning with the with the Wikipedia page, Siripa, uh, uh, so Sugimoto accidentally meets this one person who has a bunch of tattoos, uh, and then finds out about a go- um, finds out that a uh, hundred inmates or something like that mm-hmm. um, had escaped, and that their skin they had ta- uh, somebody called Nap. Nap- Naporo had tattooed maps to basically a gold mine of yeah of uh, you know gold that he had stolen from the Inu um, uh, people and stuff and so this whole story this this person or like this past inmate um, so happened to tell this to Sugimoto because he was drunk. And then after that, they're like, oh, shit, I accidentally like shared this information that I didn't want anybody to know. And so Sugimoto starts brawling with this dude and whatnot. And then that's how he ends up meeting Asiripa. And Asiripa just kind of like opens Sugimoto's world in, mm-hmm. in like so many ways. Uh, but let me, I think something really important that we should know is Asiripa is like 13 years 13? old. 13? Yeah, she's so like 13 I, in the show. And Sugimoto is like 23. And yeah. I'm not saying, I am not saying 
that they have a sexual relationship, but there are clearly times in the anime where it's kind of like implied. It's, you know, where it, I think that's just kind of like a little tangent, right? So at the same time I was living with Michelle, I was binge watching Inuyasha, right? And Michelle <laughs> experienced my pain firsthand, you know, because I was just like, oh, I love Sashomaru, or I hate saying it in English, it sounds so disgusting. Well, Sashomaru, he was my favorite, right? And then um, his relationship with Rin, the little girl that he ends up like, you know, like helping out or whatever. And then, you know, there's like times where I'm just like, yes, this is clearly like a father and daughter relationship with some questionable moments where I'm just like, okay, maybe because, you know, Japan likes to like try making it seem okay that children are being involved with adults by aging them up or like, you know what I mean, right? So then what ended up happening was then I watched the series and I'm getting ready to watch uh, Yashuhime, Half-Blood Princess. And I realized that Seshomaru has kids with Rin, but the way how they set it up is that she got knocked up. They had their kids when she was either 14 or 15. And in, this, in the sequel, she's like 29. So the kids are like... Like, I don't know how old, right? But, you know, you think about it, it's just like horny jail, horny jail. And I felt like they were trying to do the same thing with these two, where it's just yeah. not necessary. I mean, and and I mean, and throughout this whole anime, they don't they don't necessarily like, I guess, like with Sesiomaru and um, and with this Rin, with Rin. Yeah, with Rin, they don't like show that they have something. But you can tell because they kind of, you know, they have like this really uh like they have this like intimate relationship yeah, yeah like an intimate emotional bond uh nothing sexual or anything it's mostly like just making fun of different things and situations but towards the end you realize like something's going on here yeah you know? and like sugimoto even meets asiripa's dad you know and stuff like you know what i don't want you to meet asiripa <laughs> like fuck you yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like being all this overprotective uh, mm-hmm. person and like Asiripa like clearly has some sort of feelings um, for Sugimoto and like mm-hmm. it's, it's just like I feel like out of everything that's the most questionable thing I could think is that. about yeah is that their their relationship is kind of like iffy because I'm watching you watch the anime and you're like oh my god that is so cute they're fighting for each other and then like you sit back and you're like wait a second this is a 13 year old and like a 24 there's a 10 year difference here um yeah or or who knows even more I yeah supposedly 23 24 um yeah if it were other ages maybe she was 23 and he was 34 that probably wouldn't be too much of a difference but she's 13 no but yeah exactly where it's just kind of like it's like very questionable i feel like that's just kind of like a thing too that now that i'm getting older and that i'm an adult and i see that kind of shit where it's just like is this is this plot element really necessary yeah does it enhance like they could have made this relationship to where it's just strictly a friendship because you know you can be friends with the opposite sex and you don't want to have to sleep with them like that's it's totally plausible Mm-hmm. You know, so that's just like my only critique because I think I actually have a magnet of Sugimoto on my work locker. You know, because <laughs> um, my friend she makes custom magnets, so I got her what? to do one. Um, it's very cute. Um, 
but you know, I see. Give me him the link. I'm, I'm, yeah, I want I'll this. give you all the link. Her name. Yes, uh, oh, send me the link, and I'll put it in the show notes, and like we'll we'll uh, what's it called? Promote her like in the show yeah. Notes. And she's uh, she's um in the San Antonio area, but um she's you know she's had her business going on for a while too, so she can definitely make custom orders and all of that. Um, she works with resin, and she puts a lot of glitter. So if that's totally your aesthetic, then yeah, you should definitely hit her up. Um, but kind of going back about like Sugimoto and Naispa's relationship, this, that's just my only critique because I like them as friends. But when they have those moments, it's just kind of like I want to hit myself because I can't help but shift them because like that's like how the relationships build. But then you think about it where it's just like uh, so illegal. Yeah. And I feel like the way that, that they get away with all of this is just like how mature Asiripa is like yeah the way that they draw her like she clearly looks like a child like throughout most mm -hmm. of this uh but in some cases like they make her look like she's old because of all the like the weird faces she makes or something or when she's talking yeah. about like teaching Sugimoto about like the plants and like how knowledgeable she is about a lot of things and so mm -hmm. she's clearly a very mature teenager mm-hmm but still a teenager still yeah exactly like she's still she's still a child and that's all that's what i liked too about so like towards like the end of the second opening so like okay so opening one is made by man with a mission i think that's the band's name i think it's mm -hmm. calling like howling wind or something like that yeah yeah so yeah. that's what i consider a season one all the episodes that have that opening and then season two is the second opening with a uh, sayuri Mm -hmm. um and that's kind of like where it has like the prison break towards yeah. the end right and then uh three season three is opening three gray with by fomir so Ooh, that's I like love, towards the I, end. I was just like but all the music all the, music the music in this anime slaps like <laughs> anyways um i really so yeah i like the music a lot too um but in season two right um when there's the prison break and you know like uh you find out that Noporo is actually Arispa's dad, who is Wilk, who is half a new, half uh, what are they? Polish. He, Polish, yeah, not. Um, and you know, he's kind of talking about, well, well, you know, um, a reason why, like, I'm doing this is because I want Arispa to be the next Joan of Arc for the indigenous communities because they're going to be wiped out culturally, and if they can become an independent nation, that's the only way to ensure the survival. And that's kind of like what we were saying earlier that they made. The reference to how, like, uh, in the in America, you know, we completely annihilated all indigenous communities across the whole country, right? And a thing that I like too with Sugimoto, like in that uh, scene too, where he was just like, "How dare you!" Like, she is still like a young person. You can't make that decision for her, and you know, just that she is still basically a child, and that's not a responsibility that you can put on her. So. Yeah, so this exactly my point about questionable relationships because you're clearly saying that she's a child and then you want to yeah. see her kill. He's like, I want to see her kill like a uh, deer and run and do all of these things. And it just it sounds like you're talking about a child, but at the same time, I see the love in your eyes for her. Yeah, so which, who knows? Who knows, right? Maybe, yeah. This is also us talking just from the anime. You know, we have not read the manga or we don't know what else happens in the story, right? So I don't know, maybe they're not a sexual relationship at the end of the series. But, you know, based off of the way how 
it was introduced in the show, that's just like the thing that it's just kind of like, is it necessary? You know? Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of. Uh, I know we've mostly talked about Sugimoto and Asiripa, but basically, it's because they're they're the main, the main main mm-hmm. characters here. There's a bunch of other really cool characters that we get to see, um, and we learn a little bit more about them towards the end. Uh, it was like in the like I guess season two, um, if we're calling all of these uh, different seasons by the openings um but like towards season two or like halfway or so we start learning more about like the backstories about all of these extra characters that Mm -hmm. we see that we like at the beginning you don't really know who's planning on staying and who's leaving type Mm -hmm. of deal um the only one that ends up like staying is the escape king oh well like everybody yeah. stays right yeah. but um I, I i was just saying his name and i forgot his name um uh, this the escape king yeah yeah okay so just to show you guys that it's been a hot minute since we watched it okay. well that i, I mean, watched me. it and michelle was binge watching all the episodes you just yeah, kind of forget the character names okay yeah i'm just okay uh character list here we go um where are you uh shirashi shirashi Shirashi, there you go shirashi is like he's like very much a comedy relief throughout the whole like everybody's funny everybody's fucking funny there's a joke every now and then all the time there's Mm -hmm. a moment where everybody's like super super serious and then uh shirashi ends up doing some stupid stuff and another i guess oh another warning about golden camo if you have not seen this is there's a lot of like i'm i got sexual innuendos yeah there's so many sexual innuendos there's nothing happening like between asiripa right and sugimoto but we're constantly seeing men naked like which like i enjoy that fan service like anytime sugimoto's naked on camera (laughs) i appreciate right Um, and it's interesting because i I feel like it's a change of thing because usually you see women naked and this whole Mm. thing is just mostly men who are just ripped ass men ripped ass broken man naked like that episode where the where they're eating the sea otter like, oh that was so like, funny you know, yeah i was like what is this what is happening um because i said either they put something in the sea otter or what the hell happened because the guy's like you gotta eat it together with um mm. oh, with the... these two with uh what's her what's her favorite? yeah it was tanagaki the crazy Tani- sideburn yeah, guy and then um in Karmat, in- the uh, fortune teller. The fortune teller. And so she's like, she clearly has like feelings for Tanigaki. Um, and uh, they end up eating the sea otter. And they explain I, I a lot of things, like I said, they mm-hmm. you learn a lot of stuff. They tell you a lot about the nature and like animals and, and things mm-hmm. about like information about uh, nature and, and um, yeah. like what animals do and how they eat. And, you know, a bunch of shit. So mm. in this episode specifically, uh, apparently they release some sort of fer- uh, pheromones or something yeah. that, that make you that that make you, I guess, horny. That's the word, really. So from <laughs> what I remembered is the way how the they explained it. Right, was that culturally, sea otters, since they will mate only for mate life, or they stay, yeah. only mate once, 
is that um, a way to increase like your libido and increase fertility is that if you and your like female spouse, right, um, eat it together, it's supposed to be a, from a, a hermaphrodite, not a hermaphrodite, because that's an organism with two. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a thing that's supposed to like increase your libido, right? So the fisherman that gave Tanigaki, crazy sideburn guy, um, the sea otter, he was intentionally, the intent was for him to eat it with Erm Karmat, mm -hmm. which is the Anu fortune teller that he has a relationship with. So that was their intention for them to eat it together, then for them, you know, to like have sex and, you know, have babies or whatever. But what ended up happening was that Tanigaki is a Magaki with a Maki or Mangagi, um, another indigenous community, right, in Japan. Um, I don't know if that one's the real one. So anyways, um, so he doesn't know that's what it's supposed to be doing, right? So then he eats it with the other guys in their group. So all of the men are horny for each other. And, you know, they're always, and they're just like starting to rip off their clothes. They're like, like Sugumoto's like, I'm so hot. And, you know, like they're all just like, you know. They're like, like ooh, you gain, you you have some more muscles today. Muscle, and, like, like, you look and, so and then they start today. stripping. Yeah. And then Sugumoto's like, I can't take this any longer. And then he takes off all his clothes and they're wearing like sumo uh, yeah, the sumo underwear. underwear yeah. And they're like, let's play sumo. And then they're just like, good idea. And then the whole time, like they're they're fighting, like you hear like they're yeah. they're actually fighting each other, but then you have like the horny sounds on the set. It's like, yeah. oh <laughs> it was such a funny episode. I was like, what am I watching? But I can't. I was keep watching my it in the living room at my parents' house, and I was just like, oh my god, if they like come in, they're gonna think I'm watching like hentai or something. But <laughs> Um. oh god yeah there's a bunch of like episodes like that where, which i feel kind of um like if you were too too invested in the main story quote unquote the main story you probably might have not liked it but i love like i loved mm -hmm. all these like extra oh well like side side stories mm -hmm. happening that weren't like really really side because like yeah, i said it, you learn a little mm -hmm. bit anyway like throughout every episode you learn something yeah, um, that it's just kind of like same thing, like um, kind of like uh, with My Hero Academia, right? The newest arc that got animated where a lot of people kind of critiqued about the class battles where it's just like, oh, you know, you just come and the um, criminal, uh, gentle criminal and like that weird girl that he had, right? Where it's It like, was in the manga. I actually yeah. read that. Yeah, so, like, when people kind of critique, like, those specific parts about My Hero, they're like, oh, you know, like, that part of the story is so dumb because you're coming down from the um, Yakuza arc, and then now, like, you're getting built up to the My Villain Academia arc, and it's just like, well, yeah, because, you know, as you're writing a series, you have to have times where the story kind of settles down for a little bit before you can start building it back up. So those episodes in Golden Camway, like the one about the sea otter, and another one where they're actually in Russia, right? Or in, in the most northern part of Hokkaido. Mm -hmm. um, with the bathhouse incident. And then also same thing, like the circus incidents where it's like, that's just naturally where the story starts to like calm down a bit. Because the next part, so that's when it like skyrockets, like what Michelle was saying earlier when she had like sent me a voicemail. Um, and she was just like, oh my God, there's so much shit that happens at the end of the series, at the end of the, of the third, season, three, third yeah. season, season three. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, some, you can, you, some people enjoy them, some don't. 
it's not necessarily a filler episode, but I mean, like, it's kind of like a nice it's, break. Yeah, and it's fun. I feel that, like, towards the end, it 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 makes it kept making me like doubt who I liked and who mm -hmm. I believed. Like towards the end, I was like, wait a second. So you were doing this, and you were here and here at the same time, but you're saying this. I don't know if I should believe you anymore. Like, I don't know what's going on. I got so confused at one point. I was mm -hmm. like, wait a second. Okay, I had to stop because, like I said, I was binge watching and I, was, I had to take a second. I was like, okay, who's working with who now? And what's yeah. going on? Because it seems like everybody's, because uh, at one point, oh, like towards like the second second season or uh, of the of this first season <laughs> or whatever you want to call it um all these groups of people or because there's several people several groups of people that are trying to get this gold and so eventually at one point they're all kind of working together because they're like well i mean we're kind of going the same way and we got mm -hmm. different uh different ideas about what we're going to do with the money and whatnot or like if we want to meet uh if not but not but uh-huh yeah, yeah, like is actually Asiripa's dad or not, and and things like that. So everybody's got like a different goal, but at the same time, are going the same way. So they decided to help each other. But then, you know, it's like mm, I'm not sure about this, but okay. And then towards the end, they start like fighting each other again yeah. for the same goal, um, which I guess was expected. But then just like uh now and then like hearing everybody's like backstory about how they got to where they got and why they have they act like the way they I, I liked having that background information about everybody mm -hmm. because it makes you it makes you doubt wanting to hate somebody like you mm -hmm. can't like you kind of feel for at least a few uh, like a few of all of these that just like are fighting each other but you're like mm. the only one yeah. that i that i was um like what the fuck what's with you is the dude that um what's to say the dude that from that did all the acrobatics and stuff ah the the yes <sighs> the, oh my god what's the his... purple hair one yeah that's like, Koito. like Koito. yeah Koito. Um, otonoshin. Otonoshin. yeah Koito, that dude i was just like the fuck <laughs> all the time yeah. like he's a great fighter and like a beard but sometimes he just like acted acted really weird like i i i thought shirashi shirashi was weird but no this dude's like even weirder yeah. um even, okay yeah um uh, kind of like um about the characters right that's also like why i think i like the show a lot too is because even though they're you, the story clearly focuses on Sugimoto and Arispa, right? But all the side characters, like, they're more in-depth and, like, complex compared to, like, other shonens where, like, they introduce one side character and then they kill them off, right? I mean, um, you know, where it's just kind of like, okay, I, I guess I can't really care too much about you because, like, you serve this one specific part and then that's it. That's yeah. all that you're doing, um. Um, so when we were kind of talking about that, you know, like all the side characters are working together and then they start betraying each other and everything happens. I guess we forgot to mention to people that the way how you're supposed to find the gold is because these prisoners have the pieces of the map tattooed on them. Oh, and no, you're no, supposed no, yeah, to I, get pieces I, of the skin and 
put and suture them together to get the full map of where the oh, gold yeah, is. Oh, yeah, that's I, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, so, so that's why there's like a lot skin, of conflicts. Yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of conflict because what they're doing is that they're killing these people and skinning them. Well, at least some of them are doing that. Others are just hmm. trying to get the pieces by drawing them. But yeah, uh, the really I'm, creepy ones are skinning people. Skinning them, them. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Arispa is supposed to be, uh, so Noparo, which is like the guy who stole all the gold from the Anu tribes, right? Um, he's actually Arispa's dad, whose real name is Wilk, that uh, we were saying half Anu, half Polish. Um, so um, the way that he made the map was that there's pieces of the map uh, with symbols on it that Arispa is only, the only one supposed to know. So they're also all trying to like get a hold of Arispa to actually figure out where the hell the gold is actually stashed. Um, they tell it later, um, like at the end of like the, of the season, of season three, like of the third opening, mm -hmm. that it's actually supposed to be Arispa's dad's real name, like his Polish name. And she's the only one that knows it. So that's also like the other conflict too, where it's just kind of like, okay, well, um, we have to get her to remember what the name is and that way we can find the gold and that's also like the mm -hmm. that's kind of like what ends up happening at the end of season three yeah um, was uh kiroranke which was wilk's friend who helped him steal the gold but he killed wilk at the end of like the prison break in season two um he's trying to manipulate arispa to help him to get the gold and you know make her the joan of arc of the anu tribes yeah so. and by this like at this point after season three ends uh arispa only knows that information she doesn't know that her dad wanted her to do all of these things mm -hmm. yet like i feel like she she can tell or like has an idea but doesn't like didn't explicitly hear like hey i want you to be um you know i want to i want you to lead the people um, and save, you know, and do all of these things uh, for mm -hmm. the Inu people, even though, like, she wants to do that, but she doesn't want to kill anybody. And, and which is, it, it's it's uh, not funny, but, like, the only person here out of everybody that has never killed anybody, you know, has been mm -hmm. Arispa so far. Um, yeah, the irony. <laughs> yeah, the irony, you know? And, and so, like, you have all these people around her that want to get this gold and are doing whatever mm -hmm. whatever literally whatever they need to do to get this information and and now i'm thinking like i have so many more questions and so many things that i can't wait to watch the sick like this second part or i guess because yeah. there's nothing yet they haven't confirmed come out, yeah yeah confirmed anything yet and so uh i'm just kind of like shit fuck like I want to see what's uh, like. I might just go and start reading the, the manga just to know what happens next. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a lot. There's a lot, a lot in Golden Camoy, and um, it's sad that it hasn't gotten that much attention. Hype, yeah. Yeah, at all because it it has. I feel there's a bunch of anime out there that does the same thing. Like they they're very rich in a lot of things, but because of what's coming out at the same time, it kind of gets like left behind because yeah. of these shonen more um i guess stereotypical type of anime like shows um yeah exactly but 
I mean, I guess before we finish, um, do you want to like say, I guess, who your favorite character is? Uh, maybe if you have a favorite episode or something like a scene that you really like. And I don't know, whatever it is else that you want to add before we, we complete the episode. Well, I know it was a lot of rambling of us. You know, um, it's 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 the a conversation with kind of mm -hmm. type, right? Like, yeah. um, you know, um, but I definitely recommend Golden Camway. It's a lot of it's very unique and it's a lot of fun. And it, I think it knows how to pull comedy when it's needed. Right. Um, I think my favorite character is probably Sugimoto is probably as basic as that sounds. Right. But I just love the dude because. Um, that's also kind of like another thing too that what I liked about the way how they wrote his character, you know, minus the questionable relationship with the thirteen year old, right? Mm -hmm. Is that they showed that this guy is very it has doubts of him of his own self, right? Which is kind of refreshing, like you know, not shitting on other shonen MCs, right? But if you think about, you know, where like I know Michelle's gonna be very upset, but if you think of like Naruto, right, that he has this unwavering um self-validation of himself like he only has very few moments of weakness when it comes to like Jiraiya dying and uh, Neji and uh, Hinata almost dying right um but I think with Sugimoto they clearly show that he doubts himself at every pace of the way and of every part of the journey and I think that makes it very real about these characters that you know that they show like openly like hey they're doubtful that if they're doing the right thing or that they don't agree with this and all of that so i really liked him and then i guess for my favorite episode uh, i know like we said earlier like the sea otter episode was crazy and funny right i mean it's funny but overall like um i think probably my favorite episode was maybe once when um like uh it was probably season two so like the second opening i think that whole season was like my favorite in general because I like season one, you know, like it's a good story building, um, like the part, the episodes in the first opening, right? It's a good story building. And then this, part three is just fucking crazy. You know, like there's so much going on in every episode. But uh, season two was just kind of like the blend of both where it's just like, okay, like this is the same like fun story, but now it's starting to get more serious and like hitting these like harder conversations about, you know, um, representation of indigenous cultures and stuff like that. So yeah it's i i don't think i could pick a character and if i did sugimoto definitely would also yeah. <laughs> sugimoto is yeah. just like it's just you know it's um it's him like he just yeah. you know everything like how you said it he clearly although he's probably one of the ones that looks like the most fictional because he's the immortal sugimoto Moto, but, yeah yeah but i like i do see like that he although he does have those few moments and like those moments where he's just like clearly um you know fighting himself and the person uh who he who he is currently and how he like wants to go back or like wants to mm. you know try and be a better you know better person or whatever it is i guess yeah not not a better person more like just you know be try fine to with regain, himself yeah, yeah, yeah like Accept himself. Like a, yeah, accept himself because I think also like kind of like again not shitting on other shonen, right? But mm -hmm. um, a lot of shonens have these like war arcs, right? And then the characters are miraculously a hundred percent okay, where it's just like, 
Um, you know, granted, right, you can be like, oh, they're used to killing people and stuff like that. But I mean, the fact that this Sugimoto, like, he sees some, like, he has to kill to be sur- to survive. It's be killed or be killed. Um, I think I like also, too, that they show that this guy is clearly broken, right? And that he lost a part of himself in the war. And that's also probably why he's still sticking around with Arispa so much is because he's just like, I went through that war. I don't want you to go through it because I don't want you to lose your innocence like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's 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 such a beautiful relationship and like how much he's he's really trying to be better. Um, I think one of I have a bunch of like episodes I guess I really like. Um, I get some of my favorite are are at the beginning. Like I love the uh, the end part. I mean the second I guess and third opening yeah. parts. But like uh-huh. I was thinking about those episodes with the wolf and yeah. You know, those are just so beautiful, like, whenever whenever their relationship kind of starts building and, like, when Asiripa's teaching Sugimoto a lot and mm-hmm. kind of, it, it's the beginning of Sugimoto trying to, you know, accept who he is and, like, try and, and be the better version of himself. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's, that. I mean, I love all the 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 stuff coming out at the uh towards the end but like mm-hmm. that those few episodes like the beginning of the season is just like it is so, it's so cute and i like it has a lot of a lot of like really nice moments that ref- make you reflect about nature too and like more focused yeah. on those things um mm-hmm. but yeah so uh kind of went over a little bit but game porta uh, okay. I don't know if you want to share uh, social media or whatever, if you want anybody to follow you on, on Twitter or Instagram or whatever it is that you use. Uh, or if you don't, you can uh, shout out to something or, or whatever it is that you want to do as a closing. <laughs> I don't know about social media because honestly, I don't use it. Like uh, when I get back from work, I just like sleep for like seven hours straight. Um, but I will definitely, like, if Michelle and Gio want to have me back in the future, like, I promise, like, I'll shout out my, my socials that time. Just, you know, um, I'm I'm a feminist, so if you guys decide to follow me, you know, you're going to see a lot of that. So other than that, I mean, like, uh, thanks for having me, Michelle. It was nice. And um, even though we're going to stop this, like, I'm pretty sure her and I were just going to catch up afterwards. So Probably. Yeah. <laughs> and... <laughs> If you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter as Queen Weave with three E's on Queen and three E's on Weave. Uh, you can, uh, I mean, you're listening to this episode of Share Club Pod. Uh, follow on Twitter at Share Club Pod. Um, wait for every episode uh, 3 p.m. on Fridays. Um, and yeah, so thank you, Dani, again for coming on and uh, talking a little bit and like maybe just ranting about the things we liked and we didn't like and just kind of like everywhere with Golden Camera. But this is this is how things are. Like it's a conversation. Yeah. It's supposed to be mm-hmm. a conversation about like stuff we like. This doesn't necessarily have a like a way of I guess a structure or whatever. Um, and then and then also I just feel like the show like it has structure, but there's just so much in the show that you can't not fit it in an hour long. Yeah, and Big, it's, it's so. it, you know, it, a lot of stuff happens, but it's whatever life. Um, it, but yeah, so thank you again for listening, everybody. Wait, we are, we are, we are really starting our Patreon very, very soon. October should be our first 
um, should be our first episode for our Patreon, hopefully. Um, and yeah, so remember, uh, sharing is caring and make the world go around. And remember, everybody, to be nice to yourself because you're doing the best you can. Uh, mm-hmm. This Gio's not here to say it, but end broadcast. <laughs> and this week, bye bye. 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 <laughs> I'm a season two type, bro. Like, I'm the <laughs> <laughs>